Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm Robert Helms. Now in our 19th year of broadcast, we're in Las Vegas, Nevada at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. We have a lot to share with you today, and we've got a great guest today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Joining me in the co-host seat, it is our financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. We're in Las Vegas, Nevada. Always a fun place to come. Yes, it is. There's so much that goes on here. Big conferences and conventions have been coming to this town since it was a town, and uh, that is true today. This is a place we come almost every year for the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. I think my first one was more than 20 years ago uh, when I was a fledgling radio DJ playing music and not talking about real estate, but uh, it's a big big, big gathering of the folks in this business. You know, absolutely. For me, it's kind of a new experience. You've been coming to NAB for a long time. You've been radio for a long time. You were on the radio when I discovered you and we got into uh, our business relationship. And so for me to be able to come out and uh, watch what's happened from the vantage point that I got into it without a big background in conventional radio, but I found myself, you know, with you doing live radio, doing call-ins, sitting in the studio with the headphones and behind the acoustic booth, uh, to be a couple of guys that travel around and we still do some of that but being a couple of guys that travel around with our two mobile microphones and watching you interviews guys like steve forbes and herman kane and donald trump and all the different people big name people and everyday people that we've interviewed with these microphones and to understand the reach that we have one of the things that i love about what i get to do with the real estate guys is most of what comes through our website most of the questions the feedback a lot of that stuff comes through my desk i get a chance to see it i get to see how big the impact is, how big the world we reach is. Two guys with a microphone just out having a good time. Literally 190 countries are hearing our voices. And I don't know how many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, and then the cards and letters that come in, and we do actually get physical cards, but lots of email talking about how, oh my gosh, you've changed my life. I learned this new thing. I met this new person. I had this amazing experience. My life is different because of what you do. It's, it's really profound, the impact. And as a newbie, I still consider myself kind of a newbie broadcaster to see how media can touch people's lives has just been a profound experience. It's crazy. I mean, last week I asked the guys, we had questions from all over the world. I mean, many of the ones we didn't even get to. It's amazing to see where people are today and how they're gravitating to information that is no longer the local TV station or the local radio station. Today with satellite radio in your car, you can be listening to a talk show or a music show that originates several states, several countries away. And what's interesting about this show, NAB has always been a collection of the broadcast community, both from the content side and even more so at this event from the technology side. Right. I mean, going out in the parking lot and seeing the big old towers, we would be walking through the exhibition floor, which is huge. You can't see it all in four days. There's that much stuff. And we'd see one of these big, giant towers or one of these huge racks of equipment. And I'd walk by and go, yep, we need one of those. We need to get two of those. We need some of those. Of course, today we're a radio studio in a suitcase. I mean, it's changed so much. And yet, Overlaid this year for the first year is the new Media Expo. And of course, that was originally Blog World and has blossomed now into NMX and this year co located with 
NAB. So it's interesting, right? Because you're you're at this event for all the new media, blogs and IPTV and podcasts and all these ways that people are reaching their audience today next to the behemoth of traditional broadcasting with all of its heavy stuff. Well, I mean, if, just think about the experience I had when I got a chance to be in the press room with Donald Trump in Iowa, right? There I am, and there's a bunch of local TV. It's a big deal. Mr. Trump's in town. In order to get into the room, you had to have, quote unquote, press credentials. Right. And so because we're there as the real estate guy's radio show, and you had to take off, otherwise it would have been you, so it was me. So there I am, and I'm in there, and I don't have, you know, a journalism background. I don't really have a conventional radio or media background. I mean, we've had our TV show, been doing radio all this time. But there I am with these press people, and I get a chance to ask Donald Trump a question. And I'm a nervous wreck, right? Because I'm like, Robert always asks all the questions. <laughs> I don't ask the questions. But the, the thing is, just the fact that I was in the room, but the thing that was even more powerful is I had probably, representing the real estate guys, the station or the show that had the broadest reach of anybody else in the room. These were all local Des Moines, Iowa TV stations. They were going to broadcast to an audience of, you know, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, whatever. I mean, really, if you think about how many people might be listening, you know, I don't know how big that media market is, but the point is it was small. It was a small town. I mean, it was a big event in a small town. And those, those stations had relatively small reach, and yet we're heard internationally. That just tells you how much it's changed. So now you flip all that on the other side, and you say, okay, well, now that's great for finding information. But now we're talking about the ability to actually find opportunity. You know, because our whole model forever has been education for effective action. And in our business, action is opportunities. You know, do you get yourself involved in opportunities? Well, and not just real estate. I mean, just as we're meeting people at this, at the podcast world, there are people who are, there's a whole group of moms. These are moms who are blogging, some podcasting, about their family life experience. And there's a group that's come together of independent bloggers and podcasters who are talking about family issues who are now saying, wait a minute, I do that too. Oh, so do, oh I do that. Do you do that? And there's a whole group of these women who are now sharing best practices about how they can take what they've learned in their lives and their families and have other people benefit from that. Well, this is the point, because now you're getting this collaboration of people that it just doesn't recognize. As Simon Black says all the time, that it just media, the internet, it does not recognize these arbitrary lines on a map. It does not recognize these cultural borders. It just goes and it goes everywhere. And it's a lot different maybe than broadcast media, because instead of it just coming to you, whether you're interested in it or not. I mean, how many times you've been bored going down the freeway, stuck in traffic, and you're just channel serving until you find something that's interesting. You're not really looking for something in particular. You don't have the ability to search by topic or song or whatever you're interested in. You just hope you find something that tickles your fancy. But the internet's completely different. You know, I know when I go out seeking information, I just go into that little search bar and I say, I want to hear about gold today. I want to hear about oil today. And I get a huge menu of maybe 20 or 30 different commentators from all over the place. Some are geniuses. Some are well-known people. Others are real niche guys that you would never find in a thousand years outside of this ability to go into the media and find it. And then I listen and I often will hear guys on one show who are on another show who are on another show. And these guys are kind of making the rounds and you pretty quickly find out kind of who's the who's who in any particular niche. You know, when you really think about it, what you're looking for as an investor, because this are obviously our audience is, is investors, is you're looking for information. You're looking for resources. You're looking for deals. You're trying to figure out, you know, how to put it all together and actually build a portfolio for yourself. And I'm, you've never existed in a time in human history where it's been more fun, easier to do, where you have the benefit of the collective wisdom of people in any given niche you choose. In our case, it's real estate investing, but it could be whatever. The point is, is that you have access to people that you would never have access to. And then on the entrepreneur side, you have the ability to access a marketplace that doesn't recognize a geography. I don't have to open up a storefront in a local place and hope I get a good corner with lots of traffic. Right. I literally can go create an audience by putting great content out there and people are looking for what it is I have to talk about, find me, and then they start listening. And guys out there have been doing that for a while. You know, I, we were fairly early, but you know, we were not actually at the very bleeding edge of it. You know, we were, we came along after it kind of been proven a little bit and we've been very fortunate to move up the ladder and build a good online reputation in addition to our radio 
presence. But it's it's just been an amazing thing to watch how, how the internet is changing the way people are accessing opportunity. Oh, it sure is. And more so, we're going to see more change. I mean, that's part of coming to NAB is seeing the technology side. Wait till you guys see what's happening in television. I mean, we're not TV guys. We have the perfect faces for radio. But in TV, <laughs> there is a ton of new interactive stuff and the technology. I mean, some of the new LED screens that we saw that were 20 feet across and a better picture than your HDTV at home. I mean, there's stuff coming out. You go to all these events like this and you see this stuff that's early when it comes to the technology for podcasting. I mean, just there's now there's actually vendors around that. Right. Whereas when we started, quote unquote, podcasting, we were taking our radio show. Actually, our engineer was taking our radio show, stripping out most of the commercials and throwing it out there to the podcast universe, whatever that was, the 10 guys who knew what podcasting were. Right now, it's changed a lot. And today, those are very vibrant and vital audiences, the narrow niche audience. You know, when you talk about something that concerns everybody, like when you think national television network, the Weather Channel. All right, everyone needs to know what's happening in the weather. Right. But the weather's different in every single marketplace. So there's a quandary. If I'm in sunny California, I don't want to watch weather in snowy Chicago. I want to know my local weather. So a lot of what the media has brought us has been national and then local. But we haven't got to pick. To your point, I can't figure out what, you know, I'm going to scan by on the radio. I also can't decide what they'll be covering. Well, with niche broadcasting, narrow casting, with that happening, there's a lot more choice. And because of that, there's greatness, but there's also challenges. I have a whole bunch of unlistened to podcasts that are sitting waiting for me to find 172 hours to listen to. Right. Where that wasn't the case before. I mean, when you and I grew up, there were three television networks. And the one or two locals. Yeah, and a couple local stations. The three majors and the two locals. That, that's that what it. there was. Yeah. Today, there's thousands. Yeah. You can't possibly watch it all. Yeah. So your mission as an investor is to not just get more information. This is, the, I, I think, a huge message. In the information age, your your job isn't to get more information. It's to make sure you're getting the right pertinent information for you. Yeah, and I think that's where it really comes down to. You get to listen to people who are more like you. One of the favorite things I, I love about uh, when we get a chance to interview everyday real estate investors is, you know, hey, how did you get started? And how did you go from, you know, point A to point B? When we talk to Ken McElroy or Kim Kiyosaki, starting with their two unit, how did you go from two units to multi-millions? Right. You know, how did you do that? People want to know, well, how did you go from just being a few guys in a local market to doing syndications and doing multi-million dollar deals across not only state lines, but across international borders. How did you get from point A to point B? You're never going to see those people interviewed on 60 Minutes. They're right. never going to be profiled on Charlie Rose. That's just not going to happen. And so now to have the ability to find that type of information and get it in almost real time, not complete real time, but pretty close to real time. It's not like you buy a book that was written three or four or five years ago and you can read it. It's still very valid information. But when you hear somebody who's kind of been where you're at and then moved up to a place where they had good success and now they're interpreting real life everyday events and that's the key. And they're making decisions based on that broad body of experience that they've had. And then how, how can you make similar decisions in a similar environment? I mean, again, that goes back to this kind of this notion that you've got this medium that allows for the dissemination of that kind of niche information in a way that has never existed before. And there's some pioneers in our space. There's some pioneers, guys that have really done a great job. We'd like to believe we're part of that crowd and leaders in our space. And it's neat. It's not a big fishbowl, but it's kind of fun to be one of the bigger fish in the fishbowl. But it's always good when you get a chance to talk to some other folks because they have perspectives too. Well, if you've listened to our show for a length of time, you know one of the things we always say is don't just listen to us. Go listen to a lot of great podcasters, great information out there. We come back. You're going to meet the host of one of those great podcasts next. You tune to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation. And our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Homebuyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe of Paradigm Life. 
Over the last few years, I've had the privilege of sharing the services of Paradigm Life with you loyal Real Estate Guys Radio listeners through our website, www.beerbank.com, and also on the annual Investor Summit at Sea. Subsequently, we have seen a variety of financial situations across the socioeconomic spectrum and how everyone, regardless of their situation, would improve their financial lives by following the system we specialize in. As a result of this experience, we have created an online e-learning system so anyone without obligation can learn about the infinite banking concept. This free e-learning program is found on our website, www.beerbank.com. So check it out today. The website again is www.beerbank.com. Hello, this is Dave Lindiger, co-founder of Remax International. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program in Las Vegas, Nevada at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. This is an event I've been coming to for a long, long time and always fun to get around broadcasters and who should we run into but the amazing Jason Hartman. How are you, sir? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are overdue to be on our show. This has been one of my big goals. I love your show. It's a, You do a great job. Well, likewise. You know, we it's always tell folks that uh, they should be listening to a lot of different things. And of course, uh, you have a multiple podcast, which yep. we'll talk about before we're done. But... Uh, a real estate investor, fellow educator, uh, entrepreneur, podcaster. It's good to uh, finally get face-to-face. It is. It's a, it's a great honor. So uh, let's first talk about how you got into real estate investing. You know, I grew up poor in uh, West Los Angeles area, California, and uh, saw an infomercial when I was 16 for a guru, whose name I w- am willing to mention if you like. I went out and got his book at age 16. I read three chapters, put it down. I didn't finish anything at that age. Yep. And, uh, and my mom picked it up read the rest, got really interested in the topic, started going to all these seminars. Two years later, I'm 18, I'm about to graduate from high school, and she says, you know, Jason, you got me interested in this real estate stuff. Uh, There's a big seminar in Anaheim by Disneyland this weekend. Why don't you go? I rounded up nine of my buddies from high school because I couldn't do anything alone at that age. Right. And, uh, And I got them all to come to the seminar Friday night. Hal Morris was the first speaker. I don't, you probably know who sure, that is. Yeah. And, um, he, uh, he's an Orange County guy, by the way. And he was talking about points. And I thought, what is a point? Yeah. I was 18. And, uh, and so I figured, I remember Earl Nightingale, who's one of my early mentors. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, I discovered him about a year earlier and he said, uh, he used real estate as his example, yeah. but his concept was, and you probably heard him say this, is if you want to get rich in real estate, learn the business first. In other words, everybody goes out, they got these big crazy goals, everybody wants to do big things, right? And that's great. But, you know, humble yourself and just learn the business. And so I enrolled in Century 21 Real Estate School shortly thereafter, 99 bucks. Adjusting for inflation, it's probably still 99 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, got my license uh, my first year of college, and it started there. You know, we have so much in common there, right? I started uh, on the real estate sales side, and then I got the bug, started uh-huh. my very first commission, started investing in real estate, and uh, never looked back there. Yeah. So uh, not every, not everyone makes that transition, though, from I'm going to help people to buy real estate and sell real estate to I want to be my own best client. Yeah, and you really should be your own best client because uh, it's a shame that so many people in real estate – they don't invest in their own thing that they're recommending to everyone else. You know, it's crazy. It's the best asset class in America, if not the entire world. Absolutely. Well, I, um, I'm guessing that many of the people that listen to our show listen to your show, and yep, they should, right? They but do. for those that don't, uh, your uh, podcast, Creating Wealth, now over 500 episodes. Yeah, so you've been doing it quite a long time. Yeah, now, yeah. As we like to say, one of the good guys out there uh, preaching the gospel of real estate. And, uh, you know, from where you sit, uh, not only are you an investor yourself, but you now are taking the ball to the next level, helping investors, you know, find when would-be investors figure out how to – it's it's complicated, yeah. right? How do I get started in this crazy thing? There's a lot of ways to do it, as you know. And, you know, I really – cover kind of one main approach, which is the buy and hold approach. You guys on your show, you cover a lot of stuff. You cover uh, some more creative stuff than I do. My target is really the busy professional yep. who wants to be an investor. You know, they don't want to go out and do it themselves. They don't want to look for the ugly house in the neighborhood with the weeds growing up. You know, they want more of like a done for you approach. It's, and it's not totally done for you. Of course, they got to pay some attention to it. Yeah. And like you guys like to say, uh, you know, with, with real estate, uh, with income property, when you invest in it, unlike the Wall Street type assets where you're just losing your shirt most of the time, you know, you'll feel the bumps in the road and you got to adjust and manage your emotions for that. Um, I, I know a very few people who have held on to real estate for a reasonable length of time who have not been extremely satisfied with the results. Right. It's a game of attrition. 
And the people who stay, they just always seem to win, you know? You know, it's interesting because as time goes by, there's times when real estate is hot and when real estate education is hot, yep. which aren't always the same time, No, right? those are different right? times, exactly. usually. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, having been through it for a long time, one of the frustrations we have as educators is that people have short attention spans. Yep. And they get signed up on your podcast. Maybe they come to an event or they get your home study course and then nothing happens. Yeah, right. Well, where do you see people drop the ball? What are the mistakes that would-be investors make to not get over the line? Oh, gosh. There are so many points at which one can become discouraged, right? Uh, and the the most unfortunate part, I think, is the, the sort of the real estate guru, like the seminar people and the info product people selling, you know, expensive coaching programs and stuff. A lot of people in role in that stuff. And that either breaks their bank or they don't have any more money to invest after that, you know, and um, or they they just don't really do it. And they think that accumulating CDs and info products and, you know, saying I went to this seminar, that seminar, that seminar and that guy and I followed that guru and took his coaching program. That's not going to make you rich. That's going to make them rich. Right. And uh, and and so what you need to do is you got to just get in the game and do it. You know, life is a do-it-yourself project, and it is an iterative project where you just get in and you just figure it out as you go. And hopefully you got a team, you got the real estate guys coaching you along the way, you got someone holding your hand, someone helping you out, you're working with people you trust, but you got to do it. Nothing happens until you start. And then after that, there are lots of little places where you can become discouraged and give up. Of right. course. Yeah. <laughs> well, good point. Now let's look at the other side because since you've been in the vantage point of helping a lot of different types of folks see the light and then take action, which is our favorite thing, right? Our right. motto, education for effective action. And that's what we appreciate about what you do is mm -hmm. you help people to take that very action right. and do things. Where do you see the distinctions there when you have students who have done the thing, who have been successful? What are the things that they did that got them over the line? Well, they, and I, I just can't stress this enough, they managed their emotions. They managed, you know, there's a great, um, I'm sure your listeners can look this up. It's a, uh, a videotape that I've played at a few of my seminars, and it's like 11 minutes long. It's called Fire and Jade. And it's about this guy, you know this one, right? He ran across China, and uh, his name is Stan Cottrell, and, you know, it's a really old video, but it's amazing because it talks about how, like, you know, we've got the excitement that gets us into something. Yep. And that's the fire. And, and we've got to sort of temper that excitement and keep our emotions on somewhat of an even keel so we don't burn out. This is not a get-rich-quick deal. This is a long-term invest-for-the-future type of thing. And most people, they just kind of get discouraged when they got to do the daily thing. And, you know, it's not really daily, but it's maybe monthly or Yep. You know, semi-monthly in our business, you know, a problem might crop up mid-month between rent collections. And, uh, and, and, you know, they just won't do those little things, those normal people things. If you ask any successful person, like, was there some time at which they became successful? No, there never was. It was always a process of, you know, even the guy who like started a company and did an initial public offering and IPO, you think, oh, well, that's when he got successful. No, it's not. He got successful, you know, five, seven, 10, 20 years before that. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and, and I think that's really the key. You got to just manage your emotional state and be willing to do the grunt work. Such a good point. You know, I have a mentor who says that investing in real estate is about as exciting as watching paint dry. Yeah. Right. We get all geeked up about the deal and Pretty then we slow. get our, right. We get our yeah. property and we get a tenant and then nothing's going on. And so Sometimes I think people just want to take action yeah. when instead they need to manage the fact that this is a slow and steady deal. I remember big, big collectors of real estate, big believers in buy and hold as well. Yep. Lots of different ways to make money in oh, real estate. But, yeah. but long term, I don't think anyone's going to be worse off 20 years from now for having bought more real estate along the way. I sincerely agree with that statement. Yeah. You know, there's a, um, some, some people have said that, you know, if you want to uh, increase your net worth by a million dollars, just own a million dollars worth of real estate or have a million dollars worth of debt. Right. And that amount of debt basically converts years later into net worth. There's some kind of equation for that. I can't remember it, yeah. um, but I've heard it. And it, it did make sense the few times that I've heard it. Yeah. So, you know, that's your metric. If you, if you wanna increase your net worth by a million dollars, go out and buy some good properties, have a million dollars worth of debt on them, and that debt converts into wealth over the years.
Now, Jason, one of the things you do on your show is you talk about specific markets, markets that yep. obviously you like, and you talk a lot about team, which is critical yep. because we're all busy. We need someone in the market, a local person. Boots that on can, the ground. Ab yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. How do you find a real estate market that makes sense? If I'm a new investor and I go, well, I don't know where to buy. I know my town. What would you say to someone like that? Yeah. You know, the first thing is you may not live in the right town in which to invest, right? right. If you live in a high price market, that may be a great place to live. But it's probably not a great place to invest yeah. because you're never going to get a good rent to value ratio and you're going to be in a cyclical market that's a very risky market. And hey, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week. You can gamble and sometimes you'll win, but a lot of times you'll lose too. Okay. And as I've grown older and I've had more experience and I've seen a lot of people, you know, succeed and fail. I like the linear cash flow oriented market. It's just the sure bet. You know, I yep. just don't like losing sleep over is the market up or down. That's just too much for me. Okay. Maybe different for someone listening, but that's me. Okay. And uh, so how do you find a market? You find a good linear market with good cash flow and good fundamentals. Hopefully it has a decent manufacturing base because manufacturing bases don't move very easily. Uh, I like those blue collar sort of towns. So like, you know, Memphis is one of them. Okay. And you know, FedEx is not going to get up and move tomorrow. Right. Okay. If you're in Silicon Valley, you know, it's not too hard for Facebook to move tomorrow. Yep. Okay. I, I mean, it's a little bit hard, but it's, it, it's much easier than an industrial type of Absolutely. company. Right. Absolutely. And so that's a good base, right? And good RV ratio, linear market. And the first thing I'd like to say about that is there are a lot of markets we like that we're not in. And the reason we're not in them is because I would rather have an A team of boots on the ground in a B market over an A market and a B team because that team is going to become so critical when it comes to managing those properties, finding the properties, dealing with repair items and maintenance. So the team is more important than the market. I could not agree more. That is such that is such knowledge and wisdom there because at the end of the day, the way that the return happens is through your team. It right? does, you're yeah. not the one going and collecting the rents. You're right. hopefully going to have a cursory knowledge and you're going to have studied the market and at least yeah, analyzed it. Definitely. But your job is not to control every aspect of it, especially as a part-time real estate investor. Yeah. If it's if it's not your full-time gig, which for most people it's not, you've got to have a, a team. And I would agree your team is going to make or break your deal even more so than the market. No question. You know, our clients never pick up a hammer. <laughs> they, don't, they don't do work on their properties. A lot of times they don't even see their properties. Okay. And I can't believe this speaking of management um, I do self-manage some of my remote properties I never thought I could do it you know but some properties I've never seen the house never met the tenant and you know that goes pretty well if you'd know how to do it uh, so you can do it yourself too from a distance well I think one of the things is to figure out what you're about right it's it's getting right. in touch with what did you come for why are you interested in this business right. and are there skills that you have absolutely there's property that you can manage on your own and a lot of properties have kind of that low threshold of activity that's required if right. I'm leasing a house for a year or two years and I've done the proper research on the tenant and that, that can be a really low maintenance kind of deal, right? Especially with a B or A class property. With yeah. a C class or, you know, D class property, you're going to have to manage those a lot more. Of course, on paper, those look great. Right. And you know this, you, you know, I know we all know this as veterans, right? Um, because the rent-to-value ratios are great on those properties, yep. but the people don't pay the rent. Okay? There is that problem, <laughs> that yes. That's a slight detail that some of those promoters leave out. Then when the house is vacant, everybody else seems to move in, yeah. and if they don't stay, they take the stuff. So, yeah. And that, they, not to say you can't make money in that, right? We know a lot of guys who are good C-class guys, it's right? It's a different deal. It's just it's a, a different, different business. Deal. that You can make money lots of ways. My way is not the only way. You know, my way just addresses a certain type of audience, a busy professional, busy mom, you know, what, whoever is, doesn't want to spend all their time doing real estate. This is a, this is a, a thing they do on the side. Our guest today is Jason Harmon. He's got a great podcast called Creating Wealth. He's got more than one podcast. We'll talk about some of those when we come back and we'll play real estate trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com.
Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Hi, this is Donald Trump, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show from wherever you are. We're in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention and the New Media Expo. And before we get back to our interview with Jason Hartman, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia. Your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question, which is going to have something to do with real estate. As soon as you hear the question and think you know the answer, send it to us to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. If you're the first person with the right answer, you're going to get a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's brand new book, Second Chance. It's a great book, a lot of good stuff in there, and that can be yours if you know today's Real Estate Trivia question. Before we give you a chance to win that, last week on The Real Estate Guys, it was your questions and our answers. Ask the guys we asked this. The Eurovision Song Contest is an annual competition held primarily among the members of the European Broadcasting Union, all those countries in that part of the world. It's been going on since 1950. Which country has the most wins? The answer, Ireland, who has won the contest seven times. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Fortune cookies, why often associated with Chinese food, did not originate in China. In fact, you don't find fortune cookies in China. Where did the first fortune cookie appear? If you think you know or want to take a guess, send it to us to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Which real estate market boasts the first fortune cookie? If you can get the correct answer to that, you'll get a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's great new book, Second Chance. That's today's real estate trivia question. We're in Las Vegas, Nevada. Love to come to Las Vegas for a variety of reasons, but uh, this is the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, so we got the radio guys, the TV guys, and for the last few years, the podcast guys, too. Jason, how did you decide that getting your message out was a thing you wanted to do regularly, right? A podcast is a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. You have amazing guests. You spend a lot of time on it and cover a lot of material. How did that become a focus for you? Well, I was doing a, uh, a radio show on KRLA, a Los Angeles radio station, and, um, you know, it was okay. It wasn't anything great. We were also advertising, spending quite a bit of money, about over $200,000 a year, advertising on radio stations. Yep. And when someone listens to you for 60 seconds, you can't explain what you're about. You can't develop a relationship. You can't develop trust. You can't explain a philosophy of investing. And uh, like we talked about in the prior segment, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Yeah. And so we wanted clients that they're interested in our way. So the podcasting, when I learned about it, maybe back in 2005, something like that, uh, I just started podcasting and maybe after, you know, 30, 40 episodes, we gained some traction and found that the clients liked it and we were getting leads from it. And um, people would say things like we, we would start to explain, oh, well, this is what's going on in Birmingham or Atlanta or whatever market we were, you know, really kind of recommending at that time. Yep. And they'd say, oh, you don't need to explain it to me. I already heard it on the podcast. And we thought, you know, isn't that great that, uh, number one, it's more efficient for us because our clients get it. And I'll tell you a little other interesting secret. When we interview the various providers, we call them local market specialists in yep. those markets, right? The boots on the ground people that provide the properties. When you get them on the show, they make commitments on tape. Okay. Right. So it's hard for them to not deliver those uh -huh. because, you know, it's just like, Hey, look, you said this. My whole audience heard it. You want us to play the tape back? And, uh, and that really helps them keep their promises. You know, I think that the same is true for us, right? I don't know how many times this happens to you, but it's often that listeners will say, well, now when you said this on this show, and I'm, I'm thinking, 
wow, they actually listen. Yeah, they do. And, and they, they remember. remember. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, right. it's, I think that's the part of the, the what we're dealing here with at NAB, right, is we have kind of the, the stoic old crowd, the folks right. that have been in conventional broadcasting forever. And broadcasting is great. It's the way that we disseminate information to big groups of people. To your point, I already heard in the podcast, that saves you time. You don't have to go through it again. Yeah. At the same time, with this distribution of new media, and certainly podcast is a, a new media vehicle, now you've got people who don't have necessarily a ton of media experience, but they have experience in the thing that matters, their, their subject. Right, exactly, exactly. So they're subject matter experts. It's narrow focused. You know, you could call this narrow casting. Yeah. Because broadcasting, the old medium, is like, how are you going to appeal to everybody and what they're interested? And, you know, that's usually political. Right. As we know, talk radio is crowded by political stuff, which is fine. But, you know, if you want to know something about a specific topic like real estate investing, but not just that, a certain type of real estate investing, that funnel gets more and more narrow and more niche Do you want to flip properties? Do you want to buy and hold properties? Do you want to do wholesaling? Do you want to do, uh, you know, notes and discounted mortgages? Or, you know, there's just a zillion ways to do this, right? There's a lot of angles. There sure is. And, you know, doing a podcast once a week is more than just an hour. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of prep and yep. so forth. So, I look at a guy like you who says, wow, he's got a very successful podcast and a lot of listeners, but it's not just one. You do several podcasts. Yeah, right. Where yeah. do you find the interest, the energy, and the time to do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I downloaded this little app for my phone. It's called Sleep Cycle. Uh -huh. And uh, this is part of uh, something uh, that people call the quantified self movement, yep. where people are in the Fitbit, and soon it'll be the Apple Watch. Everybody will be wearing that, monitoring their heart rate and all this. So I've been monitoring my sleep, and I found I only sleep an average of six hours and 31 minutes per night. So I don't sleep too much. So that's one way. That's good. And the other way is, you know, it's really interesting to just interview all these thought leaders all the time, people like yourselves, who just, they just know so much and I learn so much from them. You know, for me, I only have to ask the questions as the host. Right. They got to have the answers. Right. Now, some shows I do as a monologue show where I just talk about things. And every time I get up to the mic and I'm usually procrastinating doing it, you know, like the day before because I can't think of what I'm going to say, I sit down at that mic think, oh, I only got 10 minutes of content. Suddenly it's 40 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, it's there's, amazing, there's a lot to talk about out there. And this is just an endlessly interesting subject because it expands into the economy and political issues and regulatory issues and where's, where are we going? Where'd we come from? There's a lot to, a lot to know. There is. Yeah. You know, and it's often said that you learn a ton by teaching as well, right? Yep, absolutely. And certainly asking people and getting those conversations is great. Uh, I know you're a relationship guy, and that's another big part of it. That's a common thread we have, that real estate is not just transactional. Right. It's relationship. I mean, all the best deals and your continued support by a provider or somebody uh, boots right. on the ground yep. is going to come from a long-term relationship. It sure is. And one of the things that really uh, helps that relationship work is delivering to that provider a volume of business because when you do that they take better care of your customers we tell our customers diversify if you're going to buy six properties or 10 properties or 50 properties, you know, diversify in three to five different cities. Yep. Income property is the most historically proven asset class in America, if not the entire world. I, you know, the entire world, it's a little harder for me to say, but I think <laughs> it is in the entire world. It's right up there. But so you, you take and you diversify geographically because as we all know, all real estate is local. Yeah. And so that's how you, you spread your risk. You take the best asset. And there's two things, you know, one, thing that Dale Carnegie said about this a long time ago, he said, put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket. Yep. And so I think that's good advice, but you got to have that basket diversified geographically. It's, it's the income property basket, but you, you spread risk by geographical diversification. All right. Good stuff. Well, my goodness, it's been uh, great to get to know you a little better and to hear uh, about what's going on. And uh, certainly, we're, our listeners, make sure if they've not listened already to your podcast, they do. Easy to find Creating Wealth Podcast on iTunes and all other great podcast locations. And uh, big, uh, big thanks for being on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy investing to you and your listeners. There's Jason Hartman. Good to have him on the program. Be sure to listen to his show. A lot of great uh, shows out there and so much good information. Uh, you're never worse off for learning more. That's for sure. Or when we come back from Las Vegas, Nevada, I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Hello, real estate guys listeners. This is Ken Corsini with Georgia Residential Partners. I want to talk to you for a minute about a handful of properties that we are selling right now in Metro Atlanta for less than $30,000. 
That's right, these are houses that we bought and have already fixed and have placed tenants in these properties and we are now selling them for less than $30,000. These are properties that are not in the hood. They are not bad areas and we've got a very high demand for tenants in this location. And right now we are selling these things for less than $30,000. Most of these properties are getting between five and $600 in rent per month. So your ROI is through the roof. On top of that, if you have interest, we would owner finance you on these deals as well. Call me today, 770-924-5450 or email me at ken at gainvesting.com. When the housing market crashed in 2008, San Antonio led the way in appreciation and cash flow. Would you like to have a strong, reliable investment that performs in both up and down markets? Cash flow is the key to successful investing and we have tons of positive cash flow properties for our ATW investors. Come see why the Milken Institute rated San Antonio the number one economy in the United States and why San Antonio is the only major city in the country to have a AAA bond rating. ATW Investments can teach you strategies for building strong, secure wealth with investments starting at $5,000. ATW's patented, proven, and powerful system will do all the hard work for you. ATW is where the perfect market meets the perfect strategy and produces the perfect results in your portfolio. To get started, go to the resource section of the Real Estate Guys website or email us at contact at atw-investments.com. Good day, everybody. My name is Mark Faber. I'm a financial advisor and publisher of the Bloom Boom and Doom Report. And we're listening to the Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. And always good to get around other podcasters. About time we had Jason Harmon on the show. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When we first started, the first thing I did when I figured out how to get onto iTunes, which was actually quite a bit after we started podcasting, <laughs> you know, because uh, our, our producer was handling all that. And uh, when I got more hands-on and all of that, really trying to understand strategically iTunes and all those things, you know, the first thing I started looking at, well, who are the players and who's out there? And so, you know, Jason popped up like, oh, okay, this is a pretty cool thing. And then I noticed he had several other podcasts that he was doing. And I thought, wow, that's interesting because I knew how much work it is just to get the one a week out that we were doing. And I thought, wow, this guy's a workhorse. And uh, listen to a few of them because you always want to see what's going on out there. So this is pretty good stuff, you know, pretty straight shooter, pretty good content philosophically, sounds pretty similar to us. And the thing that I always enjoyed about what he was doing is his uh, focus on helping people get from education to action. So even though that's our motto, uh, we certainly don't have an exclusive on the concept of helping people <laughs> implement their education. Uh, and so that was really a refreshing thing, just to hear him saying that, just sitting here with him, watching him talk and go, wow, okay, this is a guy that we're kind of cut out of the same cloth. Yeah, it's so interesting when that happens, right? Birds of a feather. But at the same time, we all have different niches. He's very clear about his niche, right? And, and not only what he does personally in his investment portfolio, but the things he chooses to point people to. And it's, it's all great, right? I mean, I, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of great information out there and none of us corner the market on it. Sure, we've had some of the same guests on our program, but there's also a lot of folks he's had on his program that we haven't and vice versa so getting a chance to hear other folks is great i think too many times this is interesting part of the conversation we had with jason early it's really too bad we didn't have the mics going for this was we're not really competitors i mean some people might look at us and say well you guys compete well right. i don't think so i think we're we're much more in the same thing and he completely agreed in fact he had a very interesting perspective on he it. did he absolutely did and of course this got me all fired up because he says you know really our competition isn't each other i mean the market is so huge and all of us have such a little piece of it that's not really where the competition is and it really at the end of the day it's not like a one and done thing it's not like somebody comes to one of our seminars or goes on one of our field trips and then goes to something he does and they can only go on one or the other right hey you know what you can actually do both and you should yeah but the thing that he said that i thought was great he goes the competition is all the slimy operators out there the run to the back of the room guys who charge outrageous fees for their education so now you don't have any money left to invest right and the other thing is and the big competitor is Wall Street, what you would call traditional investments, which I always laugh at that. You know, the idea of calling things like gold and oil and real estate, whether it's farmland or income properties, to call that alternative 
when that stuff unless existed a long time before stocks and bonds and mutual, <laughs> mutual funds, funds and derivatives and every kind of ETF and to call that traditional is like really the only reason that's traditional is because the infrastructure that markets all of that you know that's what they do and they don't do what we do and, and most people don't know how to do what we do because the delivery system doesn't exist and so part of the delivery system as we talked about at the top of the show is first starting with educating people about how that works and again really respect Jason because he leads with education and then connecting them to the resources where they can actually take the education because part of your education is not just listening but it's by doing and then you learn by actually getting out there. When he was talking about, hey, what you know, you ask him, what's the advice? And the advice is, hey, just just get in the game. You got to get in the game. Don't bet the farm on your first deal. Don't take an outrageous risk. Don't think that you're Donald Trump or you know Ken McElroy on your first deal. But start with something modest and understand, hey, if I might lose all this money, just like a college tuition, I might not have anything to show for it at the end, but the education. But if I get the education. That's worth something. And in our business, if you add the education to getting the relationship, because when you do a deal, there's someone else on the other side, there's other people involved, the deal might go sideways, but you're going to end up with the relationships. We have lots of people in our world that are great people that came out of the back end of a deal that went bad. I think that's another thing we have in common with Jason is just the idea that we're relationship focused, that we think that way. It's not a transaction. It hopefully leads to lots and lots of transactions or it's a long-term synergy. There's a synergy involved. And when you get around people that think the same, it's fabulous. But you also have to get around people that think a little differently to expand your mind. And that's what really this whole week has been for us here. We're looking at the expansion of the physical hardware side, the technology that supports this industry, and then the coming together of what you might call traditional media and alternative media. And there's an argument to be made that, well, yeah, all the money's still in traditional media. I mean, still, the amount of audience share in podcasting and even satellite radio is tiny compared to that traditional media, but it's shifting and it's shifting right. rapidly. And today what's happened, I don't know if we went to different, we do this often when we go to conferences, we divide and conquer, we split and go to two different sessions because why do we both need to be in the same thing? We can compare notes later. And one of the things that's happening is there are now aggregators of podcast content right. who are out there snapping up, if you will, small shows and networks because content is king. And broadcast has recognized this for a long time, that it's the content that matters. You probably hadn't seen before when walking through the television camera camera uh, companies and what do they have they always have these live action scenes you're like well what's that girl dressed in that stuff doing what she's doing is providing a very colorful interactive background yeah, I ask for that the question camera. a lot in Las Vegas actually I wander around the hotels like what is that girl in that do what, <laughs> what's she doing it's a good thing I'm there to shepherd you through Thank that experience you. yeah you right? keep, it, keep me clean because there's so many different technologies around if I'm out shopping for cameras not that I would be doing that if I were I mean some of the cameras we were looking at were half a million dollars well I want to make the right decision so there's live tests and there's all these demos going on I mean it's exciting and then you look around and go wow all of this infrastructure is designed to support getting a message from a person or a small group of people to a larger group. Well, and, and think about the impact that media has had on the distribution of products with home shopping network and things like that. And you realize, you know, again, this is not some esoteric discussion about, you know, media on a show that's supposed to be about real estate investing. This is about change. Yeah. And this is about understanding the way change in media specifically is going to create opportunities for people. And of course, we're preaching to the choir to a large degree because anybody listening to this is, well, you're either listening to us on the radio or you're listening to us on a podcast. Most of our audience is actually now on the podcast. It's gotten bigger than the radio show. And most podcasts on real estate investing are not radio shows. Yeah. So we kind of get to see it from both sides. But the point is, is just like we talk a lot about economic change and what's going on in the financial world and how that's going to create opportunities for you. And it's coming. And we go to these conferences to learn that. And we interact with people like Jason who have been involved in the media for quite a long time in the, in the alternative media, if you will, in the real estate space and just comparing notes. I mean, a lot of the offline conversation was just as enlightening. So Jason, you know, tell me a little bit about what's going on with how are you promoting your show and how are you developing your audience? and 
you know, what kind of issues are you having with your sponsors or the people that you work with? And how do you actually monetize what you do so that it makes sense for you to create all this content, right? Because it's got to pay. How does all that work? And there's a lot of people in the podcast space and the new media space, a blogging space, if you will, that still haven't quite figured out how to make money. And yet the other side of the coin with the traditional broadcasting people, those people are watching their revenue slide. They're trying to figure out how can we continue to make money because this thing is changing. And somewhere something's going to give. Probably more people in the new media space are going to begin to make more money and people in the old media space are going to begin to make less money. And that's why I think NAB has NMX connected to them. And there's people that have come out of like the guy from Westwood One that is now involved in Podcast One who's recognizing that the change is coming. You as the consumer get to be the beneficiary of all this fabulous change. And in the niche of the real estate world, you know, you're going to have access to more ideas, more information, more opportunities. Guys like the real estate guys, guys like Jason Hartman, other guys that are out there doing a great job are going to continue to bring that to you. And uh, it's, it's fun just to get another perspective from a guy who's been in the space a long time. If you're looking to change your perspective on being a real estate investor and expand that to raising other people's money to do bigger deals, then come on out to the Secrets of Successful Syndication. That takes place in Dallas, Texas in August. It's going to be a great event. Ken McElroy, one of the all-time great guys and syndicators will be there. Attorney Mauricio Marul will be there. We've got a great faculty. This thing is amazing. And uh, We'd like to have you there. It's August 21st and 22nd in Dallas, Texas. All the details on our site at realestateguysradio.com. So, you know, just talking about the syndication event, and that's great that you're promoting that, you know, because we talked a little bit to Jason about that, and that's not really Jason's thing, right? Jason's in the real estate business, but he doesn't do syndication or hasn't done a lot of it. He's just getting kind of started in that. We've been doing that, you know, for a long time. That's something we did, you know, in our private lives outside the radio show. You know, it's been really fun teaching it. In late 2013, the law changed, which opened up the opportunity for syndicators to promote their opportunities to accredited investors in a much more open way than they could in the past. That's another example of how change creates opportunity. And of course, we've been, at the, I think, at the forefront in the space of helping people understand the opportunity and grab that opportunity. In fact, if you're interested, there's a report we did called New Law Breaks Wall Street's Monopoly. And it's about how this law is opening up opportunity for both investors and also for real estate entrepreneurs to be able to put their deals together with money. And you can get that report at Monopoly at realestateguysradio.com. Epic thanks to Jason Hartman for appearing on today's show and for all the great work he does. Next week on The Real Estate Guys, we'll have more for you. Until then, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of The Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.